from the Los Angeles Underground. It's time for your new favorite podcast, The Superiority Complex. It's like honey in your ear holes. Welcome back to the Superiority Complex, your new favorite podcast on a brand new microphone, but also recording from home because my car's in the shop, so you're all updated on my life. Let's get let's get started on everyone else. Uh, we've got Patrick, Jake, Justine, and John. The whole crew is here. Hi, how you doing, everybody? Hello. Lovely. Justine, a lot of people were upset that you were not on the show last week. People were were a little complaints. were a little miffed. I didn't hear a single complaint. Mm. Rude. <laughs> Explain yourself. Who Justine. Believe? Where have you been? Explain yourself. Yeah, where have you been? Uh, manager duties. Dead guy duties. Manager duties. Doing my duties. Kitchen duty. Duty. Uh, duties. Sp- speaking of duties, what did your dog do just now? In a circle. His duty. He he. What in a circle? He pooped in a circle. Like, what do you mean he pooped in a circle? You know that thing dogs do when they make a circle, right? As they're trying to go poop, right? He does that, but he poops at the same time. Oh, he doesn't wait until the circle's done. No, he does not he wait. Goes, that's then he stops and then he goes and then he stops. Wow, huh. circular Sounds pooping. Like art art project. Monster. Mm. So your dog's basically doing his best Gigi Allen impression. Thank you. That's a reference for John. Made it before the show. Made it again. That's how good it was. <laughs> God. Wow. Now everyone's going to Google Gigi Allen and go, Jesus, he what? And he what? <laughs> and he did what while he was on stage? Yeah, what? Need, everybody needs to know about Gigi Allen. Um, who I found out, who do you think introduced me to the wonderful world of Gigi Allen? My friend John Sandy. I hope. <laughs> My buddy John Sandy. <laughs> You, who prefaced the conversation with, look, I'm a big fan of this guy. You've got to check it out. Right. Is that? Right. <laughs> I think it was, uh, you know what it is? Is because when you're doing uh, parodies of Bing Crosby and David Bowie, you always try to up the ante. Okay. And then it's Motorhead. And then it's uh, oh, yeah. Ozzy Osbourne. And then, yeah. and then it's Gigi Allen that, and you're done. You're like, <laughs> all right, I guess that's it. Yeah. Here's uh, hey, why it's my old friend, Johnny Rotten. Why it's my old pal. Yeah, yeah. Iggy Pop, and then you go Gigi Allen, and you go, all right, you win. Yeah, no, that's that's the last guy Bing Crosby's gonna miss. Why, why it's my <laughs> old, why it's my old pal Sid Vicious, and uh, yeah, he's here. Uh, say, Porky, why don't we? Uh, right, uh, this one's one of my family's favorites. <laughs> we sing it around the Christmas tree every fucking Christmas. Right, <laughs> one, two, three, four. Why look, it's my old pal Joey Ramone. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> well, no, no, we like a lot, Bing. Uh, uh, that's my old, that's my. I was just listening to, was it you, John, that said, uh, you, you paraphrased Stephen King when someone said they told him, Hey, the Ramones keep all they do is play the same song over and over. And Steve, yeah, it's the same album over and over, but what a what an album! <laughs> yeah, Stephen King said, Yeah, what a great album. <laughs> Uh, it's like guilty, but wow, you know, <laughs> he's a fan. I don't know if the Ramones did it first or it was a Tom Waits song, but I was listening to the Ramones version of I Don't Want to Grow Up because I heard I think the- that's them covering Tom. I think that's them covering Tom Waits. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. But Actually, I think that I think that song existed independent of both of them. I think that is a song from 
from something, and they both covered it. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I love the Tom Waits version. And then I, I listened to the, <laughs> I listened yeah. to the uh, to the Ramones version, <laughs> and it's the same version as their version of Spider Man. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah okay. Know. But I, I mean, that's what they, that's what you love about the Ramones. Cover- when they cover a song, again, it always sounds like the same song. So if they're doing Spider-Man, it's wonderful, but it sounds like Beat on the Brat or Blitzkrieg Buck. Sure. You know? <laughs> sure. But but that's the great thing about it, that the simplicity. Uh, you got to love it. Yeah, you of course. Love it. Da, 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 um, <laughs> Every song. Yeah. <laughs> For fans of uh, Pat Francis and, uh, and Rock Solid, I am not doing my Bruce Springsteen impersonation. That's Pat's... Uh, Bruce Springsteen, uh, one, two, three, four. Pat does a great uh, Springsteen. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do the, I'm do i doing the, the Ramones, so remember, it's one, two, three, four. That's different, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Bruce. Yeah, somebody did a parody of him doing that Santa Claus is coming to town. You know, we're all, Santa Claus is coming to town. <laughs> <laughs> somebody did a parody of that. I don't know if it was Adam Carolla or Jimmy Kimmel. Somebody did a parody of that. Uh, hey man, you've been good. You've been good this year. So Santa bring you a lot of nice things, like a saxophone for Clarence, <laughs> drum kit, drum kit for Max, and, uh, uh, yeah. and the band's all uh, yeah, yeah. They're, they're into it. Uh, yeah. Hey Bruce, how many uh, presents did uh, Santa leave here? One, two, three, four. <laughs> <laughs> there they go. Shout out wow. to Pat Francis and uh, Rock wow, Solid. Man. Check it out. Great. One of the greatest podcasts around. Uh, but we're going to steal his joke and go, we'll do the Ramones one, two, three, four. That'll be ours. That'll be ours like, my man. That's like, we stole that. from. We, we took that from from Jason. I mean, did we really, did we really steal no, it? No, we, but we just, we it ran with never, it. We ran it with it. Borrowing it liberally, right? I heard that he does that in that, in that uh, Apple TV show, C, he does it. He goes, my man. Is that true? Has anybody watched that? I'm watching. What's it called? The, the C? No, it's called C. S and that double E, yeah, like the letter C. It's, I didn't get past the first episode. It, Vitamin C. It's a post-apocalyptic. Everybody's blind. Uh, but oh. supposedly, there's someone who could see. Oh, uh, that's, that's been done. That's been done a couple times. Has it really? Day of the Triffids. Yeah, yeah. Is that what you're Day thinking the about? And also, there was another one. There was a book that covered that, where some most like 90% of the world goes blind and oh. the ones that, that didn't are kind of like running things who was yeah. uh who's in day of the trivets it's it's uh, somebody that shouldn't be in one of those um well i can't remember somebody that uh you've fallen on bad you've fallen on hard times if you're in day of the trivets it's howard keel it's howard keel from all the M- yeah he's that's like it. oh what a beautiful trivet he's doing that <laughs> He's going, oh, how far, how far I have fallen. Chicks and ducks an and <laughs> <laughs> chicks and ducks and pigs better scurry. <laughs> Here comes the Triffid down the lane in a hurry. Uh, uh, how about that? It would be great if the director's all, um, Howard, this isn't a musical. <laughs> this isn't a musical. What, what am I doing what here? What am I doing here? <laughs> Somehow Howard Keel ends up being, I think he's Ricardo Montalban's father-in-law. I think that's how it works. Patron Jesus, Saint. I have no idea how that happens. Yeah, like, I think that I think he's I think Howard Keel was Ricardo Montalban's father-in-law. I think he married Howard Keel's daughter. Mm, I think that's, that's weird. Is because uh, you know that Fernando Lamas is in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, somehow, and then Cesar Romero makes a guest appearance, of course. Ah, <laughs> one of the one of the three Hollywood Latins at the time. Um, oh, good, so good. Yeah, I love it. Huh? Oh, Justine's got a call. Let's let's listen. Oh, she killed it. 
and Patrick killed it. <laughs> they killed their mics. Patrick so killed it. We'll never know. I will never yeah. know. The world may never know. Yeah. The or, world may I just How like, many licks does it take? I like to imagine that whoever's on the other line sounds like Charlie Brown's teacher. Wah, 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 wah. Yes, ma'am. Wah, 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 wah. No, ma'am. Wah, 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 wah. Okay, ma'am. Where are the parents? Where have all the parents gone? Yeah, that was an interesting decision that Charles Schultz made to never really show the adults. It was a good, good move. Good move. Because, you know, it's been done. Dennis the Menace, you know, and uh, uh, High and Lois, you know, it's been done. So it was great that he just said, no, this will just be the kids. Everything from the ankles down, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like. In the, in the show, it never really gets addressed, or in the comic, it never really gets addressed. But on the show, obviously, because of the dynamics, having the, have the kids go in and out and interact with their teachers and stuff, you have, yeah. to, you have to kind of sidestep that. And I think a muted trombone, what the hell, why not? I think that's a perfect... I, uh, you know, it's genius. That, that first Christmas one really set it up, you know? They said, what do we do? Uh, as far as the parents and the uh, teachers, what do they sound like if they're not really in the picture? And it was genius to come up with the sound that Snoopy would make. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's like if Snoopy has any sort of sound, it's just great that that's his sound. They you know? nail it. They nail it. Yeah. By the way, yeah. uh, it's almost time for the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. So, I mean, break oh out. Oh, my God, you're right. Break out your copies of It's a Long Way to Tipperary. Cause, um, and that's a great soundtrack album. It's real jazzy. It's... Yeah. Uh, they put that out last year. It was one that was kind of hard to come by. Everyone has the Christmas album, but the Vince Guaraldi yeah, uh, doing the uh, Halloween soundtrack. It's got that really cool. That little uh, in the beginning. I yeah. Love yeah. Yeah. You know, it, when they're like under that watercolor sky, it's like getting sort of dusky. And they have these great sort of like beautiful backgrounds. Like it's just starting yes. to get dark and they're putting their, their costumes on. The autumn and colors. God, Vince Guaraldi's the greatest. Holiday tradition. But I better yeah. have a, a version of Vince Guaraldi playing It's a Long Way to Tipperary, and I can hear Snoopy cry when uh, it's... Uh... Yeah, that's right. That's right. He's uh, he's in a little tavern in France. <laughs> yeah, and Schroeder's playing all the songs. Pack, Wait, up, your you know, it's, it's, pack up your troubles in your old kit bag. Did you it's watch funny that? all the things you take for granted, you know. Did I watch what now, Justine? That Apple documentary. Charlie on Charlie Brown. No, is it Charlie. good? Is there a Peanuts documentary on Apple? Yeah. Are there Peanuts? Because they have the Snoopy show now. They own all the Charles Schultz. Apple owns... It's about all- him. Okay, I'll check Charlie it out. Real. Something new, huh? Yeah. I'm not wow. so sentimental about it, so it was okay just to watch. What do you mean you're not... Uh, so- you, didn't, you didn't love uh, Peanuts growing up? I liked it. You I didn't just, love it. Yeah. I wasn't... I didn't know he died. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Spoiler, wow. Spoiler alert. Alert. <laughs> well, you didn't you didn't care that Roger Moore died either, and he's in your favorite movie of all time. I know. Spice World. So I mean, you know. Yeah, I heard all the Spice Girls were at his funeral. Yeah. <laughs> Is that true? Yeah. No. I mean, all the Bond girls that were still living we went to his funeral. That's right. Uh well, I know that. If you want to be my lover, you got to get with my friends. I know that much. I still can't so make. Th- we we do this every week, and we try to we try to make sense of that lyric. I don't it's understand. Still, I, even though even though it's been explained to me, I I hear that song and I think she wants me to sleep with all her friends. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yes. I don't get it. We're back to this chestnut. We're back. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I know look, everybody at home's going. They're talking about this again. <laughs> 
So John, this is very important. This is very important to know. John, before the show, mm-hmm. casually dropped that he has now subscribed to Disney Plus. So this is your first subscription service, is it not, John? Or do you have Netflix? Yeah. Nope, I don't have anything. You don't have this Netflix? Got nothing. This was the first one. Nothing, eh? Because All right. I saw that I saw the trailer for Star Wars Visions, and I thought I don't want to miss this one. I know it's hard to believe. I skipped the Mandalorian. I skipped the uh, Wandavision, Loki. But this was like this looks too good. I don't want to miss it. It's going to be only on Disney Plus. So I guess I better break down. And get it. So I got it. And then I binged watched all nine episodes. So cast and crew, raise your hand if you feel slightly guilty about all the spoilers we've given for the Marvel shows so far. Because John nah, goes, I'll my, never watch nah. it. You don't feel nah, bad? It's my, nah, how, how is that your fault? <laughs> are you, are you going to start picking those shows up, though? Or are you going to start wa- giving them I a I think try? the next thing I'll start watching is The Mandalorian. Oh. Guess, what, two seasons? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You're going to love it. And then uh, then I'll go from there. I'll check out WandaVision and uh, Loki and all the others. I think you're gonna lo- so- you're gonna love that man that uh, Mandalorian. I'm surprised yeah. Visions dropped that many episodes. Well, they're short. They're really short. They're like some of them are like 15, 20 minutes. They're really short. So you could do it in two two hours. You could watch all nine of them in two hours. So John, what was your what was your take on the on the on the anime take on Star Wars? What did you think of Visions? It's wonderful. I think that why I like it, I mean, I'm not even a huge anime fan, but these are all wonderfully animated. I mean, I've always liked the Studio uh, Ghibli stuff, um, so it wasn't that big a stretch. I guess this is nine or maybe eight different studios. It's all different styles, and it's all different stories. I think the reason I like it is because they completely told them, uh, do what you want. We're not going to give you any sort of um, boundaries. As long as it's in the Star Wars universe, we're not going to tell you you know, that you have to stick with... Uh, the characters or the canon or anything. So they really just went wherever they wanted to. And I think that's what I like is that there's no restrictions. They can really go as way out as they want. And, um, that's, so first that's episode I think, was just yeah. amazing. I know. I know. It's like, it looks like R2D2's made out of bamboo or something, you know, he's wearing a little hat. Yeah. He's wearing, yeah. And that's, that first one is, I mean, they're all great. There's not a bad one in the bunch, but that first one probably is the best. Because it looks like a film. It's, it looks like a black and white Kurosawa film, yes. you know? Even had some of the elements of Yojimbo in there and uh, Seven yeah. Samurai. Yeah. Yeah, it, what'd you think? I loved it. I mean, it looked like uh, that first. I've only seen three. I'm on the, I just finished the episode with the twins. And, Did the trailer uh, just blow your mind? The trailer just pulled me in. I just thought this is going to be too good. Too good to miss. Uh, you know, I didn't see the trailer, but somebody had posted uh, that the beginning of the duel where she's got like that lightsaber umbrella thing. Yeah. And then yeah. uh, that first, like they posted like 30 seconds. And I was like, I've got to see this. This yeah. looks, this looks yeah. like your Jimbo. I've got to see it. So yeah, yeah that's what yeah. drew me so, in. Yeah. So now so. I feel like I've taken a step forward into a larger, larger world <laughs> beyond my horizon. Is Sandy just wearing a, we interrupt this program to bring Sandy's just off. Is she wearing a a blanket? What's she doing over there? What's up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, what's, a, what's up, Sandy? Blanket. I'm doing the sheets. You're what? She's doing the sheets. Why isn't? Why aren't oh. you doing that, Jake? She's so she's so good at it. I can't. It's a two. <laughs> I, I can't let her not. I can't let her not do it. You know? <laughs> Gee, wow. 
that's uh you I've never I've heard that approach but never done quite with such a slam dunk. <laughs> you don't want to take <laughs> oh, it away. I would, oh, I would I would just mess it up, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you don't want to take that away from her? Yeah, I can't. Yeah. I just can't. Bye Sandy. I just saw her little hand. Um I thought for sure she was going to get a dump the whole basket of laundry on his head or something. <laughs> well, I just saw the big sheet there She's for a second. What? The, the big sheet. The big sheet. She'll see the big With sheet. Bogart. The big sheet. Uh, yeah. Uh, pa- Patrick, you, I, I sent a text. I was like, everybody needs to watch Star Wars Visions. So, Patrick, what did you think, my man? Uh, I really like the first episodes. I've only watched the first one, but I enjoyed the art style. The story was interesting. Uh, and I like the fact that they were able to give them kind of free reign to do whatever they want. I thought that was a really nice touch. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious to see more. Um, I don't know. I, I, I probably would have liked it a little bit more if they didn't rely so heavily on the 3D animation, but it was still good. You wanted just traditional hand-drawn. Yeah, had it been like, you know, a little bit awesome. less 3D, a little bit more like flat, I would have been happier with it. it oh, you mean... The fact that it looked kind of like cinematic, is that 3D no, animation? No, no, no. So 3D animation is uh, with um, – it. Uh, you can tell that the models are done uh, from a 3D model. Oh, really? Yeah, so they have oh. three dimensions versus uh, a traditional flat animation. Ah, I couldn't tell the difference. I thought it was flat. <laughs> but that's the model. You see, that's how they, they, they work it up. Yeah, yeah. So okay. they, and, and there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, it's the same animation style, like uh, techniques you use in like Shrek and uh, yeah. you know, Frozen. Oh yeah, like all the there's Pixar nothing, stuff. Yeah, yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. I just I, I appreciate more of you know traditional animation styles, but it still was it still was really nice. Yeah, the rest of them look pretty much like uh, I might be wrong, but they look like they're t- the. Tr- I guess nobody uses cells anymore, obviously, but the rest of them look pretty. Uh, two-dimensional yeah i haven't watched the rest yet so i, I mean I'll, I'll look and i'll keep you guys posted but it was good i enjoyed it a lot jake you watched it as well honey i watched the first one did you enjoy it oh my god that was so good Mm-hmm. good stuff it's nice to uh having seen you know yojimbo and uh Wait, we know we didn't watch yojimbo did we no we watched seven, seven samurai. samurai seven samurai yeah having watched seven samurai you can really Really appreciate the inspiration. I thought it was. Yeah, yeah it was all like, almost like a character from another Kurosawa movie interrupts the Seven Samurai was the way they did it. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> but everybody had lightsabers. So it's like everything you want, it just kept getting better and better. It was, it's all stacked on top of one another. Justine, yeah. did you watch it? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I'm two episodes in. What did you think of the second one? The Rhapsody one? Yeah, yeah. Very different. I think they're adorable looking. Yeah, it was very. It was very cute. That was a cute yeah. one. I didn't think I was gonna like. I didn't think I wasn't gonna like. I didn't think I was gonna like it at first. And by the end, I was like, I wonder if this song's on YouTube music. Um, uh. <laughs> <laughs> it was such yes, a cute Boba Fett. Yeah, he, he was. He was like a. a he was like I a little bubble. Of him and I just thought he was adorable. I would just go up to him and hug him. Yeah, it was more like Bubble Fett. Oh. You know, just bubble like a little. It's a very round. Oh, Patrick. It looked like a kid, yeah, like a kid in a Boba Fett costume. Did you, did you watch Cowboy Bebop? I started the first episode. I'm almost done with the first episode of Cowboy Bebop. I like it. I like the style. And I'm wondering if the Venture uh-huh. Brothers ripped off 100%. that opening. So did Archer. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, wow. 
Yeah. Oh, wow. It's, Interesting. Like, the music is fantastic. The show is really good. The story is great. And the setting is really cool. They're space bounty hunters. And it's just, like, it's got a lot of really nice jazz, a lot of crazy fun stuff. And the so crazy cool. thing about Japanese jazz is I was listening to it, you know, because there's the, the, the Japanese don't have, you know, Eastern music doesn't have the same rhythm, you know, uh, as ours. So they don't have a lot of, like, the same... Like the, the percussion section, all that's very, very different. So it's a very different mm-hmm. sound. But they do take, they do borrow heavily from like American style, like horns and things like that. So it sounds like the Jetsons crossed with some kind of weird, you know. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, like some kind of weird. This is pretty cool, man. It, I, I really like the first. Uh, I have a hey, hard time getting into anime sometimes, but it this gets better and better. This one grabbed me from the start. I like, I was like, oh, okay. Now I see where we got uh, Firefly, and I see where we got, uh, mm-hmm. you know. So, Patrick, when did that run originally, if all these things are borrowing uh, from it? 1998. 1998. Yeah, 1998. Uh, and what was it on? It came out earlier in Japan, I think, didn't it? Uh, we used to watch it on Adult Swim. Okay. When it all first right. came out. 98. So all these things are, like, ripping it off pretty much. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, once no. you see it, you'll see, like, the... The intro style and everything like that. Yeah, so the intro style has like it's funny because it has characters that look like they're from Johnny Quest. I'm talking about the Venture Brothers. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. The the intro for the Venture Brothers has characters that look like they're from Johnny Quest. They have like the giant robot and all that stuff. But yeah, yeah. it's laid over the cowboy bebop kind of style. The um, music, right? Yeah, music and people running across the running across the screen and doing all kinds of stuff. Um, mm. So it, it's worth checking out. It's on Hulu. Uh, which we're going to get John to get now. Well, I've got it. You know why? Because when I got Disney Plus, it included, they had some sort of special deal where I got Hulu too. Oh, yeah, so. you know what, John, you know what's on Hulu? All of Mary Tyler Moore. Really? They have a lot of, Mash. they have Mash of a lot of classic TV on Hulu. And okay, well, also, when I got, I, yeah, it was a bundle. I got the, I got both of them. And know. also uh, on Hulu is what we do in the shadows. You have to check out. Yes. Oh, the, that vampire thing. Oh, you've got to watch paper. it. You will love it. Creepy paper. Cool. Creepy also, <laughs> Mario. If you have any recommendations for John on Disney Plus or Hulu, please send them to our tw- Twitter <laughs> at SOUP Complex. Go ahead, Jake. Oh, uh, what you? What I think you would like if you like Cowboy Bebop, or also I think this would just fit you better, is uh, Samurai Champloo. Have not seen it. It's uh, hip hop, hip hop samurais. What is it called? Samurai it. what? Champloo, C H A M P L O O. Samurai Champloo. Like shampoo, but champloo. Yeah, yeah. All right. It's yeah, hip hop samurais. I, that's all I needed to hear. Yep. I'm in. Great, great, uh, great soundtrack. It's uh, uh, soundtracks by Nujibes. Mm. Japanese, uh, Japanese hip hop. I'm gonna check uh, it out. Guys, thanks for the recommendations, guys. All that hip hop genius all died, the ho- died an early death. Oh but no, just so good, such a great, such a great soundtrack too. All the hot. Uh, so okay, I got hip hop samurais coming my way. I got to finish mm-hmm. Cowboy Bebop. I just finished Squid Games. Wow, yes. wow, wow, wow. <laughs> There's a lot going on. Squid Games. I've seen it. You've seen it before. You've seen it all before, but never quite in this way. So that's what I'm going to tell you about Squid Games. Check it out. Yeah. Who's producing that? Oh, it's a Korean. It's a Korean production. South Korean production. If you change it to English, then it's dubbed. 
What do you mean? I watched it in English. So. I watched it in Korean, man. I got yeah. I, I I go I go sub, not dub, bro. I'm I'm a ah. Now that's a question for you, Mario. Are you watching those Star Wars visions with the uh, subtitles or with the uh, the English language? Uh, can you switch uh, it on Disney Plus? Yeah, well, for visions you can. And, oh, then I'll um, then I must have been watching it in English. I'll switch it and watch it in Japanese. I'd rather watch. Well, it. what's interesting? What's interesting is Lucy Liu is uh, did one of the voices in the duel, and. Uh, and then the uh, the seventh episode, they got uh, David Harbour doing a voice. Do they really? Wow. Yeah, and, and he's perfect. He's one of the best voices. But I thought to myself, I might want to watch these again with the subtitles. You know, it would be a little, I, like with most movies, you know, if it's foreign language, that's kind of what you want. Sure. Sure. I, I, yeah, I watched all of, uh, you, can watch, you can watch Squid Games dubbed, but uh, I, I lasted about three minutes. And then I was like, no, I'm going to watch it subtitled. Uh, so, I don't I mind. Both. I don't mind. Dubbed and subtitled. Dubbed and subtitled. You, you don't like either? Dub sub. You Dub, you like sub. both or you don't like both? I do both. You Okay. I, uh, the yeah. only thing I won't watch in dub would be an anime if I was watching an anime. Yeah, um, I prefer subtitles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So visions, you can do subtitles. All right. There is a way to. I don't remember if I did or not. I'll I'll check it. I'll check it when I turn the TV back on. Um. <clears throat> yeah, I love it. <coughs> oh, sorry. Excuse me. Oh my god. <clears throat> hello, hello, okay. hello. <clears throat> okay? Yeah, I think so. I had a little, you know, okay. a little, a little, a little, a little, a little, a little, that's what are, what are some other noises that be, begin before songs? We've got I, 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 and we've got a wah, ah, 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 and then we've got what else? You got a uh. what's that from? Hmm? What's that from? What do you mean, what's that from? What's that from? From uh, Prince. Oh, you're right. Oh my gosh. Yeah, how would you not know? I'm that sorry. was your ringtone for a while. Uh, guys, speaking of Prince, uh, I got nothing. <laughs> I was, no segue, zero, nothing. What, what, how are we doing? Uh, got a new, how are we doing on time, now, right? Paul? Okay, we got Does eight it? minutes. We got eight minutes. We're good. Eight minutes. Uh, Patrick, are you watching anything? Or Patrick, are you reading anything right now, honey? No, no, I'm in between. We haven't been no. back to the comic books. So I'm all caught up, unfortunately. No. I haven't been back to the shop yes, in like yes, three yes, weeks. Yes, yes. That's true. <laughs> so I need my fix. Yeah. John, you so visions you're caught up with. Oh yeah, well now I'll watch them in with subtitles. Justine, <laughs> now I get to watch them again. Justine, what do you watch? You you finish Squid Games as well? Mm-hmm. What do you rank it, girl? Ooh, I rank it eight. Yeah, I'm gonna give about an eight. It reminded me too much of Battle Royale. Have you ever watched that one? Yes, yes. I love that one. Well, that's great. That's what Hunger Games ripped off. Yeah, that's like a ten I, for me. That movie. Yes. This is wow. Movie. Yeah. How about that? Uh, this was good though. This was good. There was some drama. There was some unexpected twists and turns. Good characters. Uh, and when they, when you see the wall, you're like, oh shit, it was there the whole time. Yes. And they don't even address it. They're like, you know what? We're just gonna not talk about it. Yeah. 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 Well, good. they had all the racks in front of them before, so it was like as. The, it was like as the players were eliminated, they revealed more and more. 
You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, man, good stuff. John, check it out. It's on Netflix. That's your next subscription service. My next thing to <laughs> yeah. watch is um, going to get all of them last night. Was Macho Cry? How, oh, Cry Macho. Cry Macho, whatever. Yeah, you watch that? I'm gonna watch, I'd watch it today. Okay. All right. Well, we'll be expecting a full review next week, Justine. Yeah. I was That's gonna watch it last night, but I ended up watching um, Cry Macho. The commitments twice in a row. Oh wow! Why wow, was it you great? Did. did you love it? Mm-hmm. Wow! Twice in a row. <laughs> that, no, that she watched it once and then watched Coda. She watched it once and then Patrick made her watch it again because he hadn't seen it yet. That's what happened, right? Uh, like most likely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was a rewatch last night, so I rewatched Coda and rewatched um, Commitments right after I just watched it. Coda. Coda's a. It's just a movie, right? Not a series. Yeah, it's a movie. Okay. What is My, that? My uh, mom wanted to watch it now, and we were trying to figure out when she was going to cry. <laughs> What's Coda? Oh. Child of, child of deaf adults. What? What is that? A movie? It's a movie. What does that mean? On Apple TV. She's talked about it like five times. Oh, last week I didn't realize that was the name of it. That's yeah. that's the one you were talking about last week, know, or the week before, really and the week before when I made the Led Zeppelin Coda joke. I see. <laughs> yeah, she's the only one who can hear in the family. For those, for those of you keeping score at home, John doesn't nearly get as much shit as Patrick and Jake, but it does happen from time to time. <laughs> well, when you consider when you consider all the stuff we watch and listen to and talk about. It's bound to happen. Something like, slips by. I just like Mario it. does it. It's like a huge burn. I know. I just <laughs> love. I know. It, anybody else does it? They're like, like oh yeah, you must have forgot. Yeah. Otherwise, it's like, well, oh, you yeah. forgot. Okay. I That's shouldn't. Cool. Go go Mario's off. I can't believe you I, didn't remember. I shouldn't forget because I'm the host. So when I do yeah. forget, yeah, of course, mm. give me crap. But it was mm. funny because you have talked about it for like the last three weeks. Yeah, I watched And John is out every time. Yeah, because every time you say the title, it doesn't connect. I get that it's about a, a child of deaf parents, but like the title coda doesn't mean anything. It's, John, it's, it's John's reaction when you, mm-hmm, I see. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, meanwhile, Jake's going, this is the shit I get every week for watching the movie. Yeah, <laughs> It's like, I watch it, then I don't say enough, and everyone gives me shit for not saying yeah. enough. You know? <laughs> hey, did anyone notice I changed our website? No. Mm, uh-huh, yeah. Talk, talk about those changes, girl. Give us an update. I just flipped it to make it easier for myself. <laughs> oh, yeah. I did, I did notice that everything was at the top. All the new yeah. stuff at the top. <laughs> kind of didn't like it really. Nice job. I had so much. I had to scroll so far down, so this is a lot easier. Where where can we find that? Can you, uh, where can, can you change that back? I didn't like it. Where can you find that, Justine? Uh, it's not for public see. consumption, is it? It, it is. is. It is. Is it? We have, we have it on there for absolutely for public. I don't like. I don't know if I like people. Fair. I don't know if I like people just uh, in there in a t-shirt being able to. Any slob in a T-shirt being able to look up our movie reviews. I don't know. I thought that was the whole point. I would love nothing more. I would love nothing more. What's the point of the show? (laughs) (laughs) Justine, (laughs) Justine, look up real quick. What's Patrick playing? I don't know. It's some 
Stone place. But you, you, but you just confirmed that he is playing something. Yes. Okay, thanks. I didn't have to look up. You could ask me. I would have told you. You were right, Jake. You were absolutely right. <laughs> we all know this. We all know this. If we're, if we're doing it remote, if we're doing the show remote. And Jake has no excuse. He's playing the same game with it's gonna, me. It's going to happen, but you know like what? holding hands in I the can game. Multi- I can multitask more effectively. They're holding so hands just... and skipping in the game. Wow. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Exactly Even if it's not thing. happening, that's so crazy. <laughs> we uncovered uh, Patrick, and I'm sorry, no, Jake and... Jake and Sandy came over. They had a game night with us on Monday, mm-hmm. and uh, the conversation, as it always does, turns to the relationship between Patrick and uh, Jake. Yep. I and wish you guys had reminded us. I totally forgot about that. Nicole did remind. Uh, she sent uh, Justine a text. Nobody told me. Wow, yeah. Justine. So blame wow. Justine. Yeah, Justine. Wow. Justine did. Guys, I'm sorry. I would have been there. Justine oh. did send. Was did receive a text. Justine. Oh, no, she didn't. Huh? She just looked. She didn't wow. get one. It wasn't on the snap? That was sad. Uh, I don't have Snapchat. Disappointing. Hmm, maybe just, maybe, uh, uh, okay. Wow, guys, I mean, this is how we find out. You don't want to hang out with you guys. Uh, well, you guys are basically you calling. Just say it, Mario. You guys are calling my wife a liar so, on the air, so we'll figure this out. <laughs> how is it you just don't text it? <laughs> we'll, we'll figure this out. Easiest when. way to get a hold of me, right? Because I let, I let any social engagement is handled through my wife because I will forget or I will not write it down or I will not put it in my calendar or I will not. Okay. We got like 30 seconds. We'll see you guys in 30 seconds. Oh, okay. We'll, 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 uh, I'm going to call my wife a liar. I'm going to call her right now and ask her why she's a liar. And then we'll be right back. <laughs> uh, I love this drama and it doesn't, it's not my fault. I'll show you. I'll show you. We'll be back after these messages. Uh, we just figured we figured out that uh, we were betrayed by technology. <laughs> Son of a bitch! Nicole, you Nicole, said that so matter of factly. Yeah, I love it. of course it happens all the time. Like Nicole and I, Nicole's phone will do that, and my our phones do that to each other. Where I'll send a text, and I'll sit here steaming because I'm like, she has not answered me. I'll be like, what's up? Why haven't you answered my text? And she's like, I did not get a text. I'm like, show me your phone. There's no text. <laughs> it's like okay, all right. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys were invited, and we were. We even mentioned it. We even mentioned it on Monday. Yeah, like, we, we never heard back from them. So there. They don't like you, us. It's fine. Anyway, the point of that conversation before you call my wife a liar was um, <laughs> that Patrick always rebuffs Jake. We talked about that. Why is that? Physically. Why is that, Patrick? Uh, what do you mean, like? Hugs and yeah, 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 yeah. Shit. I'm not a touchy feely person. But you also kind of reject his friendship. No, I give him a hard time, but I don't reject <laughs> his friendship. It's like school kids. Like he's like pushing Jake, but really, no, he loves. Him. I enjoy hanging out with Jake. We spend a lot of time together. I just, I'm not a hugger. I'm not a person who goes out of my way for physical affection mm. from uh, people other than my spouse. John and I. Me. John and I are going to Malachi Crunchy with hugs next time we see Malachi The Malachi Crunch, is. John, from Happy Days. You don't know the Malachi Crunch? Demolition Derby? Nope. 
Oh, yeah. You know, I stopped watching <laughs> long before he got to the shark jump. <laughs> oh, John. <laughs> the Malachi crunch. <laughs> I don't know Jeez. what it is, but I like the sound of it. I'm going, God, what is, is this? What am I forgetting here? The yeah, Malachi the crunch. The Malachi crunch. <laughs> yeah. Halsey shake. Hmm. That's it. All right, guys. Are you ready to do some trivia? Yeah. Trivia. Woo. Give it to me straight. Here we go. Uh... I don't have my my glasses. I'm like Burgess Meredith in everyone's favorite episode of The Twilight Zone. Oh, there they are. Look, you can see my... Look at that. Right here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, right. There we go. All right. For those of you watching at home, uh, they just got, the kids got a nice shot of my gut. All right. Here we go. Mm. <clears throat> That's nice. That's pretty nice. Uh, Jake, how many legs does an ant have? And keep in mind, we watched them. Uh, six. Patrick, what is the currency in Russia? Uh, the, uh, fuck. It's not the mark. It used to be. Um, I have no clue. What is it? The ruble. The ruble. Oh, the ruble. That's right. Rubles. Justine, what do you call the nose of a horse? The nose of a horse. The nose of a horse. Wow. Don't ask me. That's what we call uh, cheating. <laughs> no. No cheating. Your cheating heart. Um, we'll tell on you. I'll just say snout. <laughs> the muzzle. The muzzle. John, in what classic arcade game do you steer a figure by gobbling dots? While being chased by monsters, please wait till the question is finished. (laughs) While being chased by monsters named Blinky, Inky, Pinky, and Clyde. Pac-Man. Incorrect. It's Dig Dug. Just kidding. Whatever it was, man. God, I forgot about Dig Dug. God, that was a great one. Oh, it's fantastic. So it's between old. It's between Patrick and John now. Patrick and John. Here we go. Oh, I was out. I'm sorry. It's between Jake and John. Jake and John. (laughs) Uh, John, what yeah, do you, he didn't say if I was right or not. I'm like, wait, am I wrong? He's just get me. Jake, what do you call authors who write books published under the name of another person? Uh, authors who write books published under the name of another person. Oh God, I don't remember. Ghostwriting. Ghostwriter. Ghost uh, Jake, would you please not take uh, hints from Patrick? We have to redo the question. Wow. I got, I got there, too. You all right. All right. I'll give it to you. John, are you okay with that? I said yeah. it like about the same time as him. yippee ki yeah, yippee ki Ghost riders in. All right. Here we go. John, what is the population of China? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> what does it take to make the color green? You know, what is the population of China? Is that really a question? It Jesus. really is. It uh, really is right there. How do, you, how do you? Who in the hell would know that? <laughs> it's how quote, would you get that? Would anybody get that right? It's quoted a lot. It's quoted a lot. It is. Yes. Uh, it is. I'll say uh, what? What? <laughs> no, you say that. It is. It is. Um, mm. I. You know I'll what? I, it's say, quoted yeah. so much. I will say this, and usually a lot. I, a lot I will tell everybody. I check the answer sometimes if I don't know it off the. 
I did not have to check that answer. I guessed it in my head, and then when I flipped it, I was like, oh, that was right. And you were right. Wow. Uh, I'll say uh, $10 billion. $1.3 billion. $1.3 billion. Okay. You were close, John. <laughs> Jake, that means you're the big winner this week. How do you feel, man? Oh, my God. I actually won. That's right. I'm so happy. You're a man on the scene. That's I'm it. I'm smart. Mm-hmm. Ladies, here he is. He's a man on the scene. That's right. Jake, what would your sole nickname be? No comment. <laughs> Jake. That's pretty that's No pretty comment. Cool. That's a little, no. that's a little too Willard. personal. It's Jake Wet Blanket Willard. <laughs> Why do you call him a wet blanket? Because it's going to be wet after I sing. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> From what? Not go there. From all the yeah, tears. That's a stretch. That's yep. a stretch. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you got a name like Jake, I don't think you need a nickname. If you're a soul singer and your name's already Jake, I think you're all right. And you just say, you know what? Everything's Jake. Wow. Jake yeah. Blues, like Jake Blues, kind of. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right, guys. It's time for the Digital Movie Club. If you haven't figured it out already, we are going to talk about the commitments this week. A uh, little cult classic from 1991 patrick why don't you give us the breakdown of the commitments all righty hold on i closed the link sorry two seconds apologies i was all prepared to i know man uh, uh, commitments released in 1991 on august 7th a month after i was born got Happy a 7.6 on imdb and 89 percent on rotten tomatoes directed by one alan parker uh, featured song, Try a Little Tenderness, uh, with a bar, or a budget of $12 million to $15 million, grossed $14.9 million worldwide. 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 Yeah, no, so. The soundtrack to this, John, was much bigger than the movie. Do you remember that? Right. Right. And they even had to come up with a second, volume two. <laughs> so like uh, Nobody, went, like to see, Jason, nobody yeah. went to see the movie, but everybody, it kind of a sort of a, like a a mini soul revival for a minute. Well, it's funny when movies do that, like the big chill, it had, there was a big Motown revival. Everybody had to go out and get the big chill soundtrack and it started like a Motown revival. So it's funny when a movie does that, you know, did you see, did you see this right when it came out, John? Did you uh, Uh go check this out? Yeah. What were your thoughts, my man? At the time I thought it was great. Yeah. Good story. I love the music. You know, they're doing all that stacks vault, uh, soul stuff you know i so i that's kind of like up my alley anyway and um ah, i just thought it was fascinating and uh, then i that's about the time wasn't long after that that i was working at the record store and uh we sold a hell of a lot of copies of that soundtrack so yeah and it was all performed by the the people you see singing on the screen are the they're they're not yeah, ghost performers the, uh, that's right I, I think everybody on stage was playing except for the uh, trumpet player. They just thought he looked, uh, he had the look. It was more important that he was a good actor. But everybody else was playing their instrument. And that Andrew Strong, I think is his name, mm-hmm. that played Deco, uh, he's a hell of a singer. And I think he did go on to do some solo records after that. Uh, I'm always sad when the, uh, the drummer, who looks like the drummer from U2, uh, leaves and then they bring in the punk rock guy. But I always, that's a great, it's great for the movie. But it's thought, great for the movie, but you go, oh, it's too bad. They kind of break. They don't. They don't have the original. <laughs> but that's what happens with bands, you know. You never have the original group that you start out sure. with, you know. Uh, yeah. yeah. So if you've never seen this movie, this is based, this is a movie about 
a group of musicians in Ireland who get together in Nor in Ireland in the eighties, well, in late eighties, early nineties, and uh, form a soul band. That's really the whole, and they're playing like nineteen sixties American style soul, uh, <clears throat> and. Uh, it's you know kind of the rise and fall of this band that never you know did anything but play a few pub gigs but uh but what a what a great story i love this movie um so it's great that they improve you know what i mean the the nice the arc of the story is they do get better at the end they're pretty tight you know for a bar band sure you know? and uh yeah they have a it's real they have like three singers they have, it's the whole thing they do the whole lineup yeah uh yeah. But uh, this movie is, uh, yeah, you have to. What did you think? The first time you saw it, what did you think? Oh, I loved it just because it was, uh, I thought it was funny. I thought it was hilarious and well done. Yeah. Um, I wasn't expecting it to be uh, as uh, light and fun as it was. I thought it was going to be a little bit more of a, you know, a little more serious. Uh, But yeah, it's it's basically a comedy um, and a funny one at that. And. yeah, I, lo- I dug it, and of course, you know the music is all stuff that I grew up listening to. So that for me was uh, was a plus as well, and it was well done. You know, a lot of times in these movies, you know, the the covers are really not that good, but these are all really well done covers. It helped that that guy could really sing, you know, <laughs> and the, and the girls too. What a voice! Yeah, what a voice for all of them. Wow, they're all. I was all. I was very surprised. Uh, the brunette was actually in a band. She's the only one that in the credits it says she's courtesy of a record label. She was already in a band. The uh, the brunette of the uh, of the three girls can't think of her name, but she really was a singer. You know, <laughs> the girl with the short hair turns up in Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Oh yeah, she is the pilot of the ship that drops off Qui Gon Jinn and Obi Wan on the really? Federation ship, and then she gets blown up in like the first like three Wait. three minutes of the movie. Wait, who? Wow, which the, one? The one with the short hair, the one, the one, fir- uh, the first one oh, to, yeah, yeah. the first one to sleep with Jimmy the Lips. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah they all do. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, they don't call him the Lips for nothing. Jimmy the Lips Fagan. Uh, yeah, he was great. <laughs> what a great actor that guy is. So good. Uh, uh, yeah. So I, John, and I had seen this. So Patrick, you had never seen it. Jake, you had never seen it. Jake, what did you think, my man? Uh, I thought it was good. I thought it was. I thought it was surprisingly good because it kind of felt like. Um, oh God, I forget the name of those movies. I always forget because they just didn't ring true for me. High School Musical. But it was kind of like a like a Day in the Life kind of thing. Who's that? Stanley Kubrick do those movies? What are you talking about? Never mind. I don't know. Expand. But yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was solid. The movie. The movie kind of meanders, but I didn't mind it because you could you felt you felt you saw the improvement of each of the members as the movie went on, and it was good. It's good. It was a lot of fun. Just solid music. The I forget the name of the main guy of the lead singer. Deco. Deco. His voice is so good. Yeah, all of their voices were uh-huh. so. I didn't mind. I didn't mind that the movie. I felt like it meandered for a little bit, but it did. Yeah, it's it's got its own pace. It doesn't really yeah. rush to tell you anything. But I think it's it never stops being entertaining. I don't no. think it's really it's slow in any spot. I think it's uh, it's always entertaining because you're always it's a likable group of people, and you're always kind of you know wondering what's going to happen next. 
it's, uh, a, it's a slice of life. It's like I think what he was trying to say yeah, at the beginning. That's what it was. It's a yeah. it's a slice of life. If you're really getting to see what life in uh, you know around Dublin is exactly. You know? and yes, it, it's lower. You know, it's, these are people like maybe like lower middle class, even poorer than that maybe. And you're getting a yeah. real slice of life. Not many people get to see what it looks like inside. You know, uh, Dublin. You know, or or next to Dublin. I guess they were saying this is like the outskirts. <laughs> yeah. They're in the it, what would you say you know the, the the you know where the they're in the northern Ireland they're in northern Dublin or a part of what a, a certain part of Dublin and so they're like the yeah. you know, they're at the very bottom you know working you class. know that thing that, that thing about uh, stories they say the more specific you get the more universal it lands so you're getting a very specific look at a very specific place yeah but when you're looking at people growing up and trying to make uh, ends meet in a poor neighborhood. It becomes universal. Everybody can relate to some part of that, you know, scrapping, trying to get, you know, trying to make the rent and all that. And uh, yeah, so the more specific it gets, the more general everybody can connect to it. It doesn't matter what the accents are. You know, I always think it's interesting that this time in, in when you get movies from especially the UK, there's always a scene of them walking down an alley with like kids burning stuff or breaking windows or, yeah, you know, and, and that's uh, when you realize that a lot of Ireland is a war zone, you know, sure. until. I guess until the 90s when they brokered that deal, depending on where you're at, yeah, there are places where there's smoking carcasses of cars and there's, you know, shells landing. And mm-hmm. it's yeah. like being, yeah, it's like being in an occupied, uh, in an occupied country. Uh, Patrick, you had never seen? Yeah, I'd never seen this before. Um, it was nice to see a movie that we watched that actually takes place in Ireland. That was kind of fun. Um I enjoyed it. Uh, I have issue with the ending and the fact that I don't. I, I wish that they had gone on to success or at least you know gotten to play with him. Mm-hmm. It, it's more of a, a slice of life situation. I get that, uh, and it's kind of sad how they just kind of break apart and crumble because they were really good together, uh, musically, not socially. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it's a fun film. I, I, I um, like I said, I enjoyed it. I. I don't know if I'd watch it again. What? But it was good. I like. I, I enjoyed the music. The story was just okay for me. Um, like I said, I think I would have wanted maybe a little bit more from them. This is just. Uh... You don't. You don't. Well, you don't get a happy ending. That's for sure. It takes. Yeah, well, you know, these days. These days they kind of hold out for the happy ending. But he he said that's no, not the way this is going with this group. You know. Well, I love what I, I love what Jimmy the Lips. He goes. There's, there's a million stories like that. There's a million success stories. He's like, this is poetic. You know, this yeah, is I the like way yeah. he, he really, he really puts his, he really puts a, a nice spin on it. He's like, look, yeah, of course. Yeah. He's like, this is better. This it's better. Than every band. Yeah. <laughs> it's better this way. It's well, what a twist to rue at the end though. You've just, everybody in the audience is probably going, yeah, that's kind of shitty. He made it out like he knew all those guys. And then Wilson Pickett really is in town looking for their club. <laughs> That was a great little twist of you know? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Do you want to go back to the hotel, Mr. Pickett? It's like, you're like, what? And he's like, hey, he really did know him. Yeah. That kind of adds some credence to everything that he's, you know, he wasn't yeah, just. Yeah, because they really got you lined up to not believe him, you know? Like, sure. oh, he would just put him on, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, because he didn't want to go in the hotel and do all that stuff and, you know. Yeah. You're just going, oh, too bad. He's just a bullshitter. And then you're like, hey, he's. <laughs> About yeah. that. So what do you know? I'm sorry you doubted me, Brother Rabbit. Justine. <laughs> Justine, you had never seen this. What did you think, my man? I thought it was great. 
Yeah. Um, the fact that it didn't work out in the end was amazing. I love that ending. Yeah. Um, I love a great bad ending. <laughs> a great unhappy ending is usually my favorite. Mm -hmm. Why is that? I like burn after reading. So <laughs> why is that? Because it feels great. <laughs> Does it just feel more real to you, or is it... Uh... Yeah, I mean, not everyone wins. <laughs> yeah, And I right. think this movie just shows how hard it is to control a band. There's so many different personalities, oh, yeah. and people not getting along. I just felt like that's what this movie was. It was just showing, um, gathering a group of people and trying to manage them. <laughs> yeah, because not all of them knew each other. And the, the guys that got along, like the bassist and the, and the guitarist, were already friends. So they kind of stay friends through the whole thing. You know, mm -hmm. but then you're bringing people in that don't necessarily mix, you know, and then people start to get ideas. Like when the guy starts to throw jazz solos in there, you know? <laughs> he's like, well, hey, I want to play, too. You know, I'm, I'm not just here to be, you know, it must uh, be hard. And that was like 10 people you always hear how hard it is just to get four guys to think the same way and they break up. Imagine having like that's like nine or ten people up on stage. How do you completely get them all on the same page? I mean, I feel like that's why it. It broke apart so soon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just thought of it more as a real-life situation, so I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, I just couldn't. I hated it in the beginning. Um, the ride, Sally. Ride. <laughs> and then at the end of the movie, I'm singing it, and I'm pissed. <laughs> I hated it. When they started singing it, I was like, these songs are so Stupid! I hate them. Whoa! Wow! Oh, really? I'm, at the end, I'm singing it, and it's just very annoying. Well, they, they were stupid because they were done poorly. They were done badly. So when you hear them done yeah. well, you're like, okay, it's yeah. a good song. It's just it's in the execution, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and it's kind of the opposite of them singing it. It just seemed too happy, mm -hmm. and like I felt like it was a pop song, and I just wasn't enjoying it. Oh, okay, um, that's fair. You didn't like your interpretation of certain songs. That's yeah. fair. It's what they call blue-eyed soul, John, which is like, you know. Yeah, because she's not Aretha Franklin, and as good as he is, the closest he can get is like Joe Cocker, because he's not Wilson Pickett. You yeah, know? of course. And he's not Otis Redding, but you know, Joe Cocker was damn good, and that's about as close as you're going to get. <laughs> yeah. You know? And I a, wish the guy had guy a deeper sound. voice. Um, Deco? rock for me. Oh, Okay. You didn't feel Hearing like you. You didn't feel it was soulful, and if you felt it was too much of a rock voice. Yeah, it wasn't soulful at all. Yeah, I wish it was. I my like Joe Cocker uh, it sounded like Ray Charles. Some people would hear Joe Cocker before they knew what he looked like, and he's because he sounds like Ray Charles most of the time. You know. Uh, yeah. yeah, I I I think that uh, you're right. Party hearing the because Mustang Sally isn't a song that I, that I've has ever been a favorite of mine. It's not like a song that I go, oh, this is one of my favorite songs. So when you hear him play it over and over, you start to get like, ugh. So you start to feel a little bit of that frustration that they must be feeling. And, the, and you realize the why they must snap at each it. other. Yeah, at the end, you're singing it. Because they're doing it so well. Because they're doing it so well. Um, you know, the rhythm, the rhythm on those songs is what pulls you in. Even if you think the lyrics are dopey or it's not a great song, it's the rhythm section that inevitably gets you singing and dancing and tapping your foot, you know? This uh, yeah, and I already don't like the song. Um, sorry, I'm just gonna say the chorus chain, 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 chain of fools. And then as they're fighting, they just keep saying that line over and over. And I just wanted to throw a chair at them, <laughs> <laughs> chain, 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 chain. But I think you are again, you're feeling 
the frustration that that's, I think that's good direction because you're feeling the frustration that the band are supposed is supposed to be feeling. So having to sing the same songs over and over and and you know and um, yeah. Well, I talk like about patience. You the, have patience. Um, the drummer. Which one? The punk First rock. One. What was that? You you liked him or you didn't like him? I liked him. No, I liked him too, and I was sad when he leaves. Uh, no. He has the best line in the movie when he says, uh, a bloody bus conductor. He's like, is that top deco or bottom deco? <laughs> that always makes me laugh. He's, what, I, what I loved about the new drummer is even though he was apeshit crazy, he was very loyal. So even though he's in the middle of a gig drumming, he sees that the manager's getting beat up. <laughs> and he just jumps off the stage like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> I actually liked him. I like when they were saying he was crazy and he's like, but he'll be our crazy. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's what you want. You, you had all these kids. I you, loved them. You need a guy like that in your corner if you're going to be going oh, yeah. out on the road to all these, you know, pubs and stuff. Um, yeah, I did like that he was nuts. He was like fearless and just wanted to fight all the time. Um, I like that. I like that he got better. You thought he's never going to be able to play these songs, and then he got better. You know, <laughs> yeah, he practiced. I yeah. love the girls. Um, I think that was realistic of them to want that older guy. Wow, well, let's talk. Boys are very um, immature. immature. Okay, let's so. talk about this. Okay, it makes him more attractive. Wow, even though he was like balding and and had I'm bad not breath, saying I think he's attractive. <laughs> <laughs> in the environment that we were forced in, of course, they went for him. He's the man. The rest are he's boys. The he's a man. He's yeah. the lips, yeah. Joey. That's the lips. Right. Joey the lips. Uh, yeah, no, I. <laughs> part of what I, what I love about this movie is the varied cast of characters. Like everybody has their own distinct personality. You know, everybody's kind of even even though they don't all get a lot of time. Um, I, go ahead. I I'm love sorry. That when you're watching it and they bring up Jesus and they show the church, you're like, "Yep, we're in Ireland." It just brings you back. Yeah, <laughs> right. I am That's in Ireland. It. You're you're in the Philippines or you're There's in Mexico. A horse trying to get into an elevator. Yeah, Ireland. Okay. Yeah. Did Did you um, see that he had a picture? His dad had a picture of Elvis over on top of the Pope. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Chief O'Brien, Pope. But Elvis really is like above that. that. <laughs> it was Chief O'Brien from the uh, right. Cole Meany, yeah. Yeah. He took it's the only guy when this movie came out, it's the only guy I recognized, he, you know. He, I like when he tells that story about how Elvis took the uh, Elvis took the trumpet and washed it very carefully and said, Will you forgive my daddy? <laughs> and the dad's just like, I knew it. <laughs> it was terrible. I know. I know. He's such an Elvis fan. It's just so funny. He's like yeah, it's like such it's a like nothing. Elvis wasn't Cajun. <laughs> it's it's such, it's such a nothing story, and the dad's just like, I knew it. <laughs> that part makes me yeah. laugh all the time. Yeah. Or you have like yeah. the twin sisters that are always doing their little dances and say, you know, yeah, you know, there's like twenty kids in the house, and in the middle of the story, he's all. I just love that in the middle of that Elvis story. He's all stop. <laughs> I, I got to hear this story. <laughs> Shut up and get out. <laughs> That felt very real. Uh, the uh, Jimmy's home life felt very real. That felt like a yeah. or like a yeah. real family. Felt like a real house. You know, it was very rooted in very realistic stuff. Yeah, he's like, yeah, get out. I've got to hear the story. Uh, and you know, he's really he's so on the ball, right to the point where he won't go out with one of the singers. He's all because I am, the, <laughs> I am the manager. You know, she goes, well, what if you weren't? But I am. It's like that takes some self control. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. I just to just go no, no, no. 
And they, they talk about it in the end. It's pretty sad. Is that he just yeah. doesn't see what he's done. Yeah. yeah. He brought them all together. Yeah. You said you gave him something to, you gave him something to live for. You know, you gave right. him something to, to hope for, which is a that's great ending. That's, that's a great way to wrap it up, you know? Mm-hmm. It's pretty much the way I saw the movie. I was like, it's just sad that this guy doesn't um, see what he's done. Yeah, because look and at how they started. You know, some some of the girls, she's working, in, you know, she's working like selling fish and chips in, a, in like a food truck. And one of the guys is working in like a butcher. You know, they're working in like a slaughterhouse. And it gives them something. They got to be, you know, people are asking for autographs or clapping for them or cheering for them. So at least gives them something for a little while. It raises them up out of, you know, their circumstances. So that is kind of, and Jimmy's the only, or not Jimmy, uh, yeah, the Lips. What is his name? Is it Jimmy the Lips? Uh, Joey. Joey yeah. the Lips. He's the only one that understands it because he's a man. He's lived right. life and he knows. He's seen, you know. So, yeah, Justine, I think you're right on with uh, with that. So you watched it twice of your own verition? Um. I watched it, and I was singing Ride Sally Ride on my way downstairs, and then I saw my dad, and I was like, hey, have you seen um, The Commitments? He's like, oh, my God, I love that movie. <laughs> oh, nice. I was like, oh, well, I just rented it. Do you want to watch it? And as huh. soon as I played it, though, he's like, can you fast forward to all the singing? <laughs> oh, really? That's interesting. So when yeah. you get to the singing part, it's like 40 minutes in. So. Mm-hmm. Fast forwarded to that, and then we only watched the singing parts. So, so you watched? Oh, that's interesting. You, you watched it like one and a half. I loved this movie when it came out. So, wow! Yeah, he, I, I just love that. Taste. I love that you're singing that song. By the end of the movie, you're singing the song. I'm singing so it. I'm annoyed. I'm singing it. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm singing it. <laughs> and just remember, it's Ride Sally Ride, not Royd Sally Royd. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love that. Skip the accents, you know. <laughs> oh, love it. Uh, yeah, I love this one. This is a, this is a cult classic here. All right, let's rank it up, guys. The commitments, John Sandy. I'm gonna give it a nine. It's uh, I just really enjoy it. I just uh, I once I start watching it, I'm with it a hundred percent. And even though it's not a perfect movie, I just love it. And I love all the characters. It's not just the music. I just love getting to know these characters. So, yeah, I give it a nine. What's funny is, in a way, even though it's it took place in the 90s, since they're doing 60s music, it kind of feels timeless. It doesn't feel like, right. like a movie. The only thing that gives it away, the only thing that gives it away is the guy dressed up like Boy George and the other guy singing Morrissey. And there's a couple references to Depeche Mode. But you're right. This would be timeless because uh, the songs they're singing, they're not even familiar with them. It's from like 20 years previous. You know? Yeah, it, it has kind of a timeless feel to it. Uh, a little bit yeah. you know, in some ways. Justine, what do you give it, girl? Um, I give it a... Um, I give it a seven. Give it a seven. That's high for Justine. Patrick? Uh, seven as well. Patrick, is it a seven? Jake? I also give it a seven. I'm going to give it an eight. I'm going to give it an eight. Right in there. Eight, eight, eight is good. It is good. Uh, yeah, it's not a perfect movie, but uh, it's a hell of a lot of fun if you've never seen it. I highly recommend it. Justine highly recommends it. John highly recommends it. Patrick and Jake w- will recommend it, but maybe not highly. How about that? You know what's interesting is, I just want to mention that Alan Parker, the director, has a way with musical movies because he did the original uh, movie of Fame. Did and he, he also Vita? He did a Vita, and he also did the Pink Floyd, The Wall movie. Oh. So he- he does have a way with movies that have music in them. 
And um, mm. so and it's odd that he's also the guy that did Midnight Express. So he's obviously a well-rounded guy. It doesn't sure. have to be a musical, but he certainly knows how to handle music in a movie. Love it. All right. Uh, all right, guys. So next week, Justine, what's up for next week? Star Trek. <gasps> the Undiscovered Country. Star Trek Six: The Undiscovered Country. Bum, ba, bum, 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 bum. Oh, I These did are watch the Terminator. I will give it a eight and a half. Whoa, let's talk about Terminator 2 real quick. Whoa, 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 whoa. What did you like? What did you not like? Siempre como culebra. Justine, just throwing it in at the end there. Eight and a half. So what'd you like about it, Justine? Oh, it's just more nostalgic. So I do know this movie. Had you had seen it before. I have, but I think I thought this was the first movie, and then that's why the first movie was confusing to me. But it was good. She's badass. She's working out. Mm-hmm. She's looking good. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know the story behind that boy, but it's kind of weird that he didn't get bigger than this. Did, oh, did you like I don't know him? If drugs came in there, and I don't know. Did you did you like the his his role? Did you like the way, was yeah. it was he, he was good for you? Okay, we mm-hmm. we kind of talked about him his acting being a little amateurish, but but he still uh, helps carry the movie in a lot of ways. Um, it depends on him and Schwarzenegger, and you have I'm to okay buy with his amateurish. You, well, you have to just bu- seem like a real kid. Yeah, exactly. You have to buy the relationship with him and Arnold. For it to work in a lot of ways. But uh, yeah, it worked. I, I, we talked about that last week. Uh, I'm glad you liked it. 8.5. That's big. I, it's just nostalgic. So when I watched it, I was like, oh, shit, I love this part. I remember this. Uh-huh. I remember this. Yeah, yeah. And, and then um, I kept thinking of Michael Jackson's, he has an album cover where he's all silvered. Oh, it was History. Yeah. That's right. Oh, I was yeah. like, Michael Jackson's going to come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, it kind of looks like... like uh, the T, uh, yeah. The hey, tea. at the end of the commitments, when they're singing um, "Tender," try a little tenderness. Did you think Jay Z and Kanye was gonna rap? Because I did. No, but I did think of the scene in the bus in Bull Durham when Nuke Lelouch is singing, "She'll get wooly." <laughs> Girls, they do get wooly, and he's like, "It's weary, you fucking idiot." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, think about how many movies have worked that song in. I think even Eddie Murphy, one of his concert movies, he talks about his dad getting the, the lyrics wrong on that. Really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that movie, that song is kind of like uh, You've Lost That Love and Feeling. It turns up in a lot of movies as a, as a plot point. <laughs> so it's kind of interesting. Yeah. I forgot to say, I love how the priest is rooting for that boy. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, the 28 works. And he's like, you're going to, I don't know what he says. You're going to rock it? I don't know. That's good stuff. Like, also, it's also great that when he's doing the confessional, he he's on the other side. The priest is going, no, 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 that's Percy Sledge. That's not Marvin Gaye. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's he's like, per- let me just ignore everything else you said. <laughs> I know. How cool is that? You know? <laughs> I really enjoyed that. It was just a different view of a priest. It's yeah. Percy Sledge that said that play that particular record he's like i have the album <laughs> well he you know it's funny because he's a younger priest you can tell he's a little more a little more on the ball than some elderly priest you know well i think the difference is maybe you know i think in in ireland especially um and maybe in the philippines just you know, i don't know if it's like this 
uh, where, or maybe in Mexico, where my family's from. But in America, you don't get the priests that kind of, they don't go into the community. Like, they're not really a part of the community, at least here where we live. But I think in other, in other countries, they're very much a part of the community. Maybe New York, East Coast a little more. Didn't you watch this direct? Well, we had a, we had a, uh, a priest who was from Ireland when I was a kid growing up, Father B.T., and Father BT would uh, he would play football with my brothers and their friends. He would come over. Oh wow! He'd be out in the street, and he would drink a tall boy of Budweiser afterwards. I always remember. <laughs> but uh, he, not holy water. Blasphemy. But he would be. Out, I'm not kidding. He would be out with like shorts and like black socks and his shoes, his hard shoes. But then yeah, he, yeah. he's got the collar on, and uh, you know he told us he had played. I guess he had played rugby. Maybe that's hmm. how. He, so he would play football. He was a wow. fan of, uh, yeah, but he would go out there. That was his outreach, and he would hang out with the boys in the neighborhood and, like, you know, we're going to play some football and drink some beer and, you know. So that was his uh, outreach. Yeah, I, I, I always, you know, it's funny because the movies always make it out like it's happening in New York or Chicago or Boston. And that's not to say there isn't, like, a Catholic community out here, but since I wasn't raised Catholic, I don't know that. Maybe there's corners of L.A. where you have that. But yeah. when they do it in the movies, it always looks like it's happening in New York or Boston mm-hmm. or somewhere on the East Coast, especially if it's a period picture. If they're doing like the 30s or 40s or 50s, it seems like it's a much heavier presence you know, yeah. in the community. Have in you watched the, um, the independent film Keeping the Faith? No. Okay. I like that you preface with it ben with... Ben Stiller and... <laughs> Edward Norton no. and Jenna Elfman. No. The independent, she's laughing. The independent movie. Because <laughs> I just it's, recently watched it. Edward Norton is Christian, so he's trying to be a priest. And you have Ben Stiller, who's going to be a rabbi. But they fall in love with this girl, and they're so young. So you get to see them hang out with the community. It's really funny. I wonder how many years back that is. What year is it? Um, it's got to be. 2000. Oh, I was going to oh, say. Oh, wow. That's was, 21 years ago. That was like the I used hi- to love that film. So that know. was the height of Jenna Elfman, the Jenna Elfman craze in the, when she was doing yeah, well, two, two guys, a girl, in, and a pizza joint. Was she in Dharma and Greg? Is that Jenna Elfman? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And also in Two Guys, a Girl, and a Pizza Joint. Please acknowledge that I said that. Please acknowledge that that was a show. <laughs> wow. Holy shit. Was uh, she in that? Uh, I don't know. It, you know two guys, a girl, related. and a pizza joint. Mm, that's not a different girl. No. <laughs> Please acknowledge that Mario got that wrong. <laughs> she's in Can't Hardly Wait. Uh, oh, she's, with... Uh, she's related to Danny Elfman somehow. Is she like an ex-wife or a, a daughter or sister? Or, uh, maybe Jake would know that if Jake's still there. I don't remember. There is a relation. Um, she's like an in-law, I think. What was the name somehow. again? What was the name again? Jenna Elfman. Is she like Jenna? an in-law? Let's find out. Her spouse is Bodie Elfman, so I guess she married in. Okay. Yeah, it's like she married so in. She's like she a really sister-in-law. Oh, it was somebody else. It was a girl named Trailer Howard, who I don't know. But you know who else yeah, is on that sh- You know who else is on that show? Ryan Reynolds yeah. and Nathan Fillion. So suck it. Ryan well, Reynolds um, did an interview, I believe, on Smartless, and he keeps talking about that show. Did you watch that show, Mario? No, I just remember <laughs> it was such a ridiculous title. I know. It's like, because what you're trying to do is be like friends or something, you know? Like, hey, this is pretty wacky. It's like, yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> hey, check us out. But isn't that check like Three's Company? Hey, my mother the car. Hey. My mother, holy cow. Hey. Or me and the me and the chimp, yeah. Hey, Car 54, where are you? Yeah, although that was a good show. 
was a crazy title, but that was a good show. Hey, hey, uh, uh, yeah, what else is crazy? Hey, uh, the courtship of Eddie's father. (laughs) What's that? Hey, the courtship of Eddie's father. Hey, hey, uh, uh, hey. It's pretty tough. It's pretty tough to beat my mother the car. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's really tough to beat for this like uh, dopey great, titles. Great name for a show. Hey, the ghost, well, how, the ghost and Mrs. How did, Muir. How did they sell that concept? His this guy's mom comes back reincarnated as a car. Who? How did they sell that to a <laughs> to a network? I guess they said, "Well, you got I Dream of Genie, you got Bewitched, you got My Favorite Martian. How about this? This guy's mom is a car." <laughs> and how long do you think that's going to run? How many seasons do you think you can get out of that? Jesus. And whoever's in it, it's going to be the kiss of death. I think that was Jerry Van Dyke. Yeah. Who probably was, you know, until coach, you're talking, th- <laughs> he's wandering in the wilderness for 30 years, yeah, probably. You know? Probably living off his brother. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> living, uh, other, living under the cartoon umbrella of his brother. Mm, uh, you know. Umbrella. Yeah. Uh, and his and his wacky Cockney accent. Um, no, you, you guys know you know you know who Jerry Van Dyke's brother is. Any any guesses? <laughs> Ed Asner. Any guesses? No, Dick Van Patten. Uh, you know that he was. Uh, you know he was on the Dick Van Dyke show playing his brother. He was his brother playing his brother. Yeah, on that show. Was he really? Yeah, once in a while he'd come on. He oh here's my crazy brother. Um, on the show, his brother's name was Stacy. I don't know. That's a weird name for a guy. And he played the banjo, which in real life, I think Jerry Van Dyke really did play the banjo. So I guess he tried to get him, get him a, some jobs. You know? Wow. You're like the less talented brother of Dick Van Dyke. That's weird. Well, what can you do? How would you like to be Dick Van Dyke's <laughs> brother? You're going to dance better? You're going to be a better comedian? I mean, that's what a thankless job, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Dick could have pulled it back a little. Bit. He could have reined it in, though. He could have just been like, "For the sake of my brother, I will be less. T- I will show less talent." Yeah, I think that's not the way the business works. <laughs> mm. Well, that's the way family works, brother, John. I will be less Dick Van. Yeah, yeah. I'll be a little less. Hey, give us a little less. Yeah, no. more Dick, less Van Dyke. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. Or the other more way around. More Dick, less Dyke. Yeah, 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 yeah. More chitty, less bang bang. <laughs> chitty, chitty, bang bang. How uh, we love you. All right, uh, guys. Uh, that's it, guys. This is a, what a great show this week. This was what a great, what a great week this was on the show. What a great, what a great show we had this week. What a great. What game are you guys playing? It's very distracting. <laughs> Mario's going, I haven't heard a word from Patrick or Jake in about a half hour. So. I've been avoiding crosstalk. I had, well, I saw, I had really nothing to talk about in that last little bit there. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys have nothing to talk about. Ever. Mm-hmm. No. You guys are talking about how, like, oh, you grew up watching that movie. I'm like, I didn't grow up watching it, so I have nothing to say to this. Justine, right, you need you gotta, to uh, got a point. sabotage uh, Patrick's computer when he's at work. Delete all his games. When I'm at work? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be ideal? She can't do it now, or can she? She should. She should. <laughs> Not the reaction I was thinking. No, because yeah. my computer is right there, mm-hmm. and I don't want uh, him to. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't right. touch my computer. All right, guys. So for Patrick, for Jake, for John, for Justine, we will say, we'll be back next week with uh, the Star Trek Six: The Undiscovered Country. Get ready, because we're about to... We're about to say goodbye to the full 
We're about to say goodbye to the original Enterprise crew for the last time. Oh yeah. No. Speaking yeah. of, uh, my mother has a picture in her office that was donated by someone with uh, all of the entire cast and crew of the original Star Trek mm-hmm. uh, with signatures. Where? Oh, really? Why isn't this in my possession? <laughs> we told How'd her you, you would it? want it. Uh, How'd you somebody get it? donated it to her work. That's fantastic. Oh. I love yes. it. Wow. Does she work God, in the Bay Area? No. Oh, she doesn't? No. I was hoping it would be them in their Star Trek IV uh, 80s. I almost took a picture and sent it to you. I saw it the other day. Yeah, take a picture. Yeah, Mario's going to be like, I have to steal it. Yeah, I'll probably. It'll be some kind of. There will definitely be a heist planned. Mario's all, let's go visit your mother. Where does she uh, work? (laughs) Yeah. I don't want to bother her at home. There's just a lot of suspicious shit that would have to happen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. No, 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 it's perfect. Is that, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. Is that a cast picture from the show or from the movies? Uh, it's a movie poster. It's oh, like a okay. movie poster, but just the art. Ah. Mm. That's great. Yeah, that's awesome. yeah, cool. Uh, okay, guys. So we'll be displaying that next week when I'll show it to you when it's on my wall here. But mm. uh, for, for now, uh, we're going we're gonna to uh, see you kids next week. Uh, you guys have a great week, and we will be back next week to discuss Star Trek and a lot of other stuff. Whatever John's seen on, uh, we're going to see, we're going to get John's late Mandalorian reviews. I think this is going to be yep. fascinating. It's going to be fascinating. So we'll so, see you at game night. So we'll see. <laughs> Touche. For next week, Monday. Will you want to do it Monday? You free? Are you yeah. free? If you're free Monday, we'll do it Monday. Yeah, is this an are. official invitation? Would you consider this an official invitation? You know what, Patrick, we should really let the boys handle this. What do you say? Huh? I mean, I, I, I'm just saying, I would have shown up. Hey, let's all right. We're going to let the guys handle it. No, I shouldn't say that because the next thing I'm going to hear is, well, you can handle everything from now on. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah. We're going to get beat up for this. I know. Careful what she says. She knows Careful I'm choice. kidding. By the way, happy anniversary to my beautiful wife. Uh, we celebrated 19 years yesterday. 19 years. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we can't believe you stuck through it that long. She's fantastic. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Obi. And by the way, this beautiful microphone, I'm using today uh, is courtesy of my lovely wife. So thanks for that lovely gift. I've already put it to good use. And we will say for Patrick, for Jake, for John, for Justine, this transmission ends now for real this time. Unity! Unity!